Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're balancing life through health, wealth, business, and relationships. All right, hello everyone and welcome to the show. My name is Colton Cockrell and with me I have Miss Trisha Stetzel, my co-host Trisha. Good day. Good day. <laughs> hey Colton, it's a little early for you. I know, it's okay. You just keep eating your breakfast. It's all good. Hey guys, welcome back. As you might remember, we are talking about financial wellness this month. And so today we're going to talk about tax preparation and who better to talk about taxes than Ryan Beals with Ryan Beals CPA. Ryan Beals, CPA. And yes, and before we introduce Ryan, Ryan says hello and you get to hear his lovely voice. I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor today, which is Results Extreme Business Solutions for all your business needs. All right. What do you think, Trish? You like that little addition? Ryan, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? Appreciate you having me on. Oh my gosh, of course. Of course. Hey, so we're going to jump right in because we only have 16 minutes. So Ryan, I know is the month of March and tax season is like less than a month away at this point um, as we're airing this podcast. And so I'm sure there's a lot of questions on people's mind, especially those who are um, putting in their last minute taxes. Um, So let's go ahead and dive on in. Whenever you're hiring a CPA tax professional, um, why, why do you necessarily need that? You hear everyone, oh, TurboTax or, you know, all these other self, um, these other self softwares. What, you know, what, what is the importance of working with a tax preparer or a CPA? You know, the biggest thing for hiring a CPA is that when you go to your DIY spaces like your TurboTax and the H&R Block, a lot of times it's just a service. It's a means to an end. All it is, is filing your taxes. But when you work with a tax professional like myself, we're really digging in, seeing where you are, helping you and be more of a strategy to help you save on taxes and less just prepare the taxes, which at this point is more of a commodity. So helping you be the most efficient you can with your taxes and helping you run your business in that way. Well, Trisha, that probably wasn't the first time he's got that question. What do you think? <laughs> ready. I spit it out. There it is. It's ready. There it is. So Ryan, you know, small business owners, uh, probably, I'm just guessing, are reluctant to work with a CPA throughout the year. And a lot of times they're really just looking into tax season. So when is the right time to bring a CPA in and partner in your business? The right time is right now. Even if you're listening to this six months from now, nine months from now, it could be August the 26th, you're listening to this podcast, probably a little freaked out if that's the case. It's time, go call your CPA. The best time to hire a CPA is throughout the year because then is that's the best time to get the most value and to have the strategy because the best tax savings and the best tax planning is done throughout the year. And after year end, it's honestly a little too late. You get to the point when you're filing your taxes and there's only a few things you can do at that point. So the big money happens during the year. So let's talk about that. I mean, that's, that's a really good point because I think a lot of people, um, they start thinking about tax season either when the new year starts or when they start getting their 1099s or W-2s. Um, so what, what it, so t- explain a little bit more. What are things that CPAs can do and tax preparers can do for um, an individual throughout the year, even past the April and October deadline? Sure. So throughout the year, one thing that business owners don't realize they need to do, especially when they're in those beginning stages, is calculating estimated taxes. I can't tell you how many times I'll get to the end of the year in in May or in April, we're calculating their taxes and they've hit it out of the ballpark. They've had a great year, but they haven't 
filed that they haven't paid their estimated taxes throughout the year. So they have this really big number. So it is scary. You know, it's, they're not used to it. If they're coming from a W-2, they are used to withholding. So that's one thing we help with. So that's a piece. And then also the strategy doing, having advice on how to run your business to be more efficient tax wise is done throughout the year as well. And especially when you get to year end, when you're talking about, do I do this? Do I buy this or not? Having those conversations is really important as well. So that's something that happens beyond the typical filing season. So you're telling me that you're not retroactive. You're telling me you're actually trying to be proactive. Proactive is the best way to save taxes on that. Retroactive, you know, is, I mean, there are some things you can do, but like I said, the big money happens throughout the year. Being proactive is going to be the best strategy to actually save on taxes and get the most out of it. Man, good word. So, so Ryan, what are some of the most common mistakes you see from small business owners? When it so comes I got to say the biggest mistakes that I see is probably just not understanding that they need to file the estimated taxes throughout the year. Um, it could be, I mean, if you really hit out of the park, it's not uncommon for them to owe a really big number and it to be five plus digits in taxes because they didn't understand they need to do that. Um, one other thing, and you know, mistakes happen between just not knowing that they can take these expenses or putting in the TurboTax and TurboTax doing its magic throughout the scene, you know, behind the scenes and then giving them a form that they think is right, but may not be, but they just not understanding that it might be. So not putting in information from their forms correctly, putting stuff in twice, not being able, not knowing what expenses they can take throughout the year. And so those would be the biggest things. Not Maybe, I don't want to say not being aggressive enough, but a lot of business owners just don't realize that there's some expenses like home office and mileage that they can take that they they're leaving on the table a lot of times. And so, and with that, I mean, isn't there a penalty too at the end of the year, if you do not withhold, you know, the right amount of taxes every quarter? There is, there is underpayment penalties, especially if you owe more tax than you did in the previous year and you didn't withhold enough, that could be a big one. And then not filing as well. And, and the longer that you go without paying, there's, there's interest accruing behind the scenes as well. Oh goodness. All right. So then with that, um, you know, for someone who let's say that they, they are just paying a lump sum, right. They didn't withhold anything this year, 1099, uh, or even W2 can W2 also, is that also affected by W2 employees? So if you're, you, you could have some withholding, if you also are working a side job and withholding on the side with another business, um, but one strategy you can have to make sure that if, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, I haven't withheld anything. One strategy you can take just to see how it goes in these first couple of months is if, as you're bringing in money, 15% of revenue, take that to the side and, and pay that to the, to the IRS every quarter. And that can be a good point to start and then adjust that as you go. If it's a little too much, you can withhold a little bit less. And then when, once you hire a CPA, you can have a little bit more precise number and the, the end goal, the chef's kiss, if you will, get that number to where it's within a couple hundred dollars. Hopefully it's overpaid and you're good to go. And taxes aren't a, aren't a problem. It's just a matter of filing. You got those people though, who are like, you know what? I love a refund. And I want to make sure that I get money back. You got the people like, I ain't giving the IRS a dime more than they need. I don't want them using my money for interest. You know, they, you just, yeah. <laughs> you see the one or the other. <laughs> you know, yes, I, I, I see that a lot too. And you know, having that conversation with them is like, just because you had a refund doesn't mean that you paid less or more taxes. 
it just means you gave the IRS a bigger loan this year. Oh, I love it. So Ryan, I, I think in this small business space, one of the things that I hear a lot is, holy cow, it costs me thousands of dollars to get my taxes done every year. Is there, is there a different ideal out there? I know you and I have talked about, you know, maybe this subscription um, ideal of letting people pay a smaller amount or letting these small business owners pay a smaller amount over the year versus just tossing out two or $3,000 to get their taxes filed. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that I've thought a lot about. And I understand that point of having to spend a large lump sum to file your taxes in April might not be the best strategy. And it, it, it could be really hard for that point. So so really figuring out a way to stretch out the, the cost throughout the year and provide more value than you might get. So one thing that I do is I have a subscription model and, and, and that is the tax preparation, the planning questions throughout the year. I don't charge any more for that. If you get letters from the IRS, taking care of that quarterly estimate payments for calculating down on the side. So really trying to find a holistic approach to, to provide as much value as possible to these small business owners because they're being squeezed in ways that they don't understand. I really like that, Ryan. It, it seems more like a personal service, right? Instead of me bringing you a shoebox of receipts and saying, hey, can you figure this out? And I'll drop you a few thousand dollars, right? Uh, so it really is more personalized. Trying to figure out a way to take as much off the business owner's plate as they can and to make it as easy as possible for them. If I could get to the point to where they just hand in the documents and even better to where they just say, hey, tax is done. Here's a, re-, you know, trying to really trying to take as much off their plate as possible and um, thinking about ways to take that to the next level at at every point. Yeah. And that's really interesting. And I feel like that's a, that's a a model that we're probably going to be getting into, you know, years from now is the subscription style. I mean, people prefer to just pay a flat fee every month versus, you know, a large uh, sum at, you know, one period of time. So that's actually a very interesting way to look at it. Um, what about this? So, and that's, and we, we actually will probably have you back just to speak solely on that type of model. Um, but I'm curious because we do have listeners who, again, they haven't filed their taxes. What, do you have any tips for anyone if they are filing right now? Maybe they're not using a CPA. What are some little things that nuggets that they probably don't know because they're not working with CPA? And hopefully those nuggets will make them realize, hey, I need to work with a CPA. Do you have any golden nuggets? Yes, absolutely. So, one of the first things, if you aren't already, you should really consider hiring a bookkeeper. That is one of the, you know, you hear the thing, the the old saying, garbage in, garbage out. Having a bookkeeper could be one of the easiest or one of the biggest returns on value. Having those numbers this side can help you. If if you already had the financials, it should be able to plug into the return, especially if you're in those first couple of years. Um, Having those financials is will make filing the return easier. And when you're talking to your CPA, having those numbers and the clean numbers and something that's easy to look at and comparable it's i can take those numbers and run with it and help you the most in the best way possible instead of trying to figure out based on you know just talking to you what you got going on having those numbers that's that's my language so having the the rosetta stone if you will the financials is probably the best step so ryan we do have some startups or people who are, you know, leaving corporate jobs that are opening businesses. So some startups out there listening to the show. Can you give us a once over the difference between a bookkeeper and a CPA? Absolutely. So a bookkeeper is going to be more in your day to day, 
tracking your expenses on a, like I said, everyday kind of level as you spend, you go to Starbucks, you buy equipment, you have all the revenue that's coming in. They're categorizing it into the correct place and putting it into a format that's actually usable to where people like the business owner can have something comparable as a, either to month to month. Uh, that is what a bookkeeper does. That's their job is really the organizer. But then the CPA is more of a strategist taking that information and running with it. So you're doing this. We really need to do this instead. Let's, let's organize the business this way. If we did it this way as opposed to that way, you could save X amount on taxes. So taking that information and applying it strategically. And so, and, and that is interesting because I think even with, uh, you know, speaking with our, the CFO a few weeks ago, Trisha, you know, she also was very focused on the accounting, the CPA, the bookkeeper, the CFO. Um, that, that's very interesting. Again, I like that they all kind of work together and they all are kind of over, they entwine. But let me ask you this. What is it like? And I, I've actually never asked any CPA this surprisingly, but what is it like to work with such a dysfunctional organization like the IRS? <laughs> you know, it's one of those things for the IRS gives laws and it's a lot of times it's up for interpretation because their interpretation is so loose and they, the IRS is stuck between a rock and a hard place between being accessible and being precise. And I could imagine that if you're a lawyer, your thought of precise and accessibility is different from the average person. But on top of that, the IRS, they, they're dealing with the same problems we are. They're working from home. They're trying to figure out this paper thing. And uh, there's stories of papers being stored in, in the parking lot and storage containers and trying to get to all this information. And they're, they have a very large backlog and it's, it's hard to get a hold of them sometimes. So the, I saw a recent, um, it's a recent survey that only 20% of the calls to the IRS were actually being answered by a person. And that was the last couple of months. So it, if your tax preparer is trying to get a hold of the IRS, just know they're trying. But it's, it's hard sometimes with what we're given. I read an article, Colton, I was sharing this with Ryan a little bit earlier before the show. I read an article that the IRS is being audited. Does not surprise <laughs> me. They, they should be. No, I, 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 I've done this a few times with clients, um, just kind of like a, a, as an added service. I help them, you know, get an EIN number from, from IRS. Usually it's a pretty quick process, but their times on processing EINs now, depending on, you know, how long ago you're trying to get a number, it is unbelievable. Like it's like months, like two months before you can get enough. I mean, depending if you go online versus doing it paper, depending on you know the circumstance, but it is insane. Um, and yeah, so you're on hold for over an hour just to get a hold of something. It is so frustrating. I'm sorry. We don't have to keep talking about the IRS. I know it's what people don't want to talk about, but um, man, Ryan, that, that was good information. Uh, again, we, we're, we talk about the financial wellness um, three times out of the year, three months out of the year. So we definitely want to have you back. Cause I, I kind of want to focus solely on the idea of a subscription model, because I think that's fascinating. I think our listeners would be more intrigued to hear what that's about. Um, Trisha, you want to wrap us up? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to do that. And by the way, we need to talk about the next time Ryan comes back about cryptocurrency and taxes too. Cause I know oh, that's yeah. your favorite topic. That is, I was trying to leave it. I was trying to leave it alone today. Cause we I'll leave it alone bored. today. <laughs> I, I love it. I will be glad Ryan, to, to talk about anything. 
Let's do it. Yeah, Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really uh, enjoyed chatting with you. And for our listeners, tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap. We'll be focused on financial independence, right? Because we've got five shows in March. Who's our guests next week? Oh, gosh. I think it just might be Colton Cockrell. I know. Could you guys imagine that? (laughs) 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 All right. Thanks again, guys. And we'll, we'll see you next week. Thanks again for tuning into this week's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with the most important people in your life. Colton Cocker with Sherman McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207 Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member Fin Recipient. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.